This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome in to The Lake Show here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Henry Lake and Christopher Tubbs hanging out with you until 9 p.m. tonight. Full show. Twins. Lost again earlier today to the Kansas City Royals. Uh, We'll get to some baseball a little bit later. Won't be at the top of the show. Uh, We got plenty of things to talk about tonight. Plenty of people to chat with as well, both with regards to uh, the NBA, uh, the National Football League. We got two National Football League-related guests. Legendary Minnesota Viking running back Chuck Foreman will join at 7.05, so a little bit less than an hour from now. And less than 30 minutes from now, we'll talk to Chris Hine. He covers the Minnesota Timberwolves for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Want to talk to him about the Anthony Edwards find in that situation um, and and everything that's going on there uh, because I think that Chris is the perfect person to talk and speak about what, has happened, and I want to get his opinion about everything with Anthony Edwards uh, because Chris Hine, not only friend of the show, but good friend of mine, is an openly gay um, beat writer. And that's important. We talk about sports, and we talk about media, and we talk about representation. I want his reaction. I want his opinion on the Anthony Edwards situation. So we'll talk to him in uh, less than 30 minutes. But I wanted to actually start tonight's show with the (laughs) – this is just kind of a – I don't want to say it's a weird story because it's not really that weird. But the M.A. Yudoka situation with the Boston Celtics, we know that he is the second-year coach – with the Celtics. Last year was his first year's rookie season as a coach in the NBA. And they went all the way to the NBA Finals. He had been groomed for such a long time in San Antonio, working for Greg Popovich as one of the emerging bright young minds in the NBA. He gets his first opportunity 
in Boston, and he crushes it. They don't win the title, but, man, one hell of a year for the Boston Celtics. Well, it emerges last night from both um, Shams and, 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 and Woj that something was happening with Yudoka that was going to cause him to potentially be suspended for this season from the NBA and not coach the Boston Celtics, or that potentially his job was on the line. And so it was so cryptic the way that Woj was tweeting about it because he didn't give you anything. And then later on it comes out that um, it was attached to him having an intimate, consensual relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. Okay? And that relationship is considered a violation of the organization's guidelines. And that proposed penalty that came out um, for, you know, Yudoka is that it sounds like he more than likely is going to miss um, this season. So I have a couple of thoughts on it that I'll get to here now, but I also want to wait. I want to get some phone calls from people because I, I need help with this whole how we we view these type of situations in professional sports, okay? And my question would be, what do we deserve to know about athletes, about coaches, about professional sports executives and their personal lives? What do we honestly deserve to know about them? Like, what's too much information? What's just enough? Like, to me, this one is a, this is kind of a, this one's dicey here. This one's a little bit different than some of the other ones that we've seen before. Now, let me start my, my take on this by saying that absolutely something has to be done when the head coach of any of any sports franchise team, whatever, does something of an inappropriate nature. Okay, now I know that people say, "Well, what, what's what's inappropriate about it?" Like, look, they have rules, they have guidelines, and this should not happen. You do not, in a position of power, okay, engage in an activity um, or a sexual relationship with somebody that is. That is underneath you. You are in a you are in a powerful position. You're the head coach of the Boston Celtics, and you cannot, in any way, shape, or form, take advantage of your position and have a relationship, a sexual relationship with somebody, whether it's consensual or not. That that's just that's not supposed to happen. Now, 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 there's different levels to when we talk about wrongs or inappropriateness and stuff like that. They say it was a consensual relationship. Am I am I saying, oh, there's no big deal here because these people work together, they're grown adults or whatever, they can do whatever the hell they want. No, you cannot do whatever the hell you want. Now, what is the saying? Um and I I never really I never really heard this saying before until I went to Kansas City, but it was something about 
uh, dipping your pen in 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 dipping your pen in the company in, in the company ink or whatever, right? Yeah. Like like I've oh, okay, so so I'm like yeah, okay, that that makes sense. There's that makes all the sense in the world, and you do not need coaches, executives, whatever, abusing their power. At the end of the day, the thing that I like about this, if it's true, is that it was consensual and it wasn't like um, he was forcing himself upon somebody and trying to take advantage of this woman, okay? But I, I do get a little bit concerned about what we deserve to know about athletes, coaches, and executives in their personal lives. And the reason why I wonder about that is this is public. And when when I look at this situation, I think that the Boston Celtics as an organization is going about it wrong. If you're not going to fire the guy, then why would you make this public? If you're not going to fire him, why allow this to get out here? Because they allowed this to get out there. Someone there, they 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 kind of planted seed, they put it out there, whatever. And now everybody knows. If you're not going to fire them, I don't. I don't understand the point of it. It just makes everybody look bad. And 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 you're talking about the guy is going to be your coach a year from now. I think that that's a mistake on their part. If 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 you're going to suspend him, then you say, and you don't have to be specific about it. You say that he violated. Team policy, and we're not going to get into the specifics of it, but we hold our staff, our coaches to high standards here in Boston. And you leave it at that. Secondly, I got to be honest with you. I think a year suspension, I think that's pretty harsh. I really do. He is going to have to deal with the ramifications of dealing with his girlfriend or fiance, what however the relationship is between him and Nia Long, him and Nia Long, the actress, they're not married, okay? But it doesn't make it right that he that he that he cheated on her. I get all of that. This partner that he had or this person he had his intimate relationship with, I don't know who it is. I don't know if they're married. Don't know their situation. But to me, in this specific instance, I think that the penalty is a little bit harsh. An entire year? They were going to suspend Sarver for an entire year in Phoenix. And they're, they're, about, to, they're about to give you Doka an entire year of, of you got to be away from the game for an entire year. What? And then lastly, the thing about all of this that's, that's troubling when it gets so public like this is that every woman that's on staff with the Boston Celtics now has this cloud hanging over them. They do. They do. Now, 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 we'll eventually find out who the person is. But for this first 24 hours, there's a cloud hanging because they don't name who the person is. So people are jumping to assumptions about, well, who it is. There was, there was a woman that, that, um, is in there, I think she's in she's she's on staff for sure. I think she's part of like basketball ops. And people are saying, Oh, he cheated with her. She's a former WNBA player. Ooh, look at her. And they, they're 
posting videos and showing how attractive she is. She had nothing to do with anything. They identified the wrong woman. Yeah, because she's on staff. She's instantly, like, number one. This is ridiculous that we're doing this. Guilty by association now. And And this is what happens to women all the time. And it's wrong. It is 100% wrong, and I don't like it. 651-461-9226. Bill and St. Michael, you wanted to weigh in here on this topic. Bill. Number one, they both, yep, they both knew the consequences. Absolutely. First, you have to go back to HR protocol. You guys knew you were doing something that was against company policy. So there's the bottom line. You knew something was wrong. So now, what is the company policy to correct that action. Nobody's disputing that. Right. And outside of that, this it's not public information. The Celtics are only doing themselves injustice yep. by allowing this to be public information. It yep. has nothing to do with the public. It has to do with inner staff. And like you already said, now the women, every single one of them, are under suspicion yep. of who is doing it. Not needed. Because the staff the company, the organization, going about it wrong. One-year suspension, maybe that is too rough. But bottom line is, what was the company policy? If you break the company code, you then have to follow that company policy. So they should both be held to that standard and then move on from that. And the company should have said, "These, that's it, close the books. Yep. At yep. this time, we have a company situation that we are working through, and that's it. No question about it. If you you or me did the same exact thing, the public doesn't know about it. Agreed. We might tell the public after the fact that we lost our job or we were suspended or whatever the case may be, we are under investigation. But then it's on us to then tell the public why that happened. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the phone call from Bill and St. Michael. I agree with Bill 100%. I agree with him 100%. Anybody else want to weigh in on this? Because I, I, I'm, I mean, Bill, me and Bill are on the same page. And I just feel like in a lot of instances like this, where typically men have power, the women ultimately, they really get screwed. 651-461-9226. Your phone call is next here on The Late Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. We'll talk to Chris Hine coming up next segment. Friend of the show, covers the Minnesota Timberwolves for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. But we've been talking about, and I asked the question about what do we deserve to know about athletes, coaches, professional sports executives in their personal lives with this Situation coming out of Boston with Coach Yudoka um, possibly being – because nothing's official in terms of suspension, but it sounds like he's going to be suspended for the 2022-23 NBA season. Okay? So we'll see how that shakes out. Well, Christopher Tubbs, he wanted to ask a question and wanted to get my reaction from it. Um, he he He's put it here on my rundown – I haven't reacted to it in the commercial break, but I, I figured that Chris should just go ahead and, and and throw it out there live on the air. And by the way, if you want to weigh in, 651-461-9226, what is your question? 
I, I just want to know why coaches are being held to a different standard than players. Because I, I'm not, I, I'm not generalizing and saying all players are doing it, but the perception is that players are a little more, uh, I, I don't know, shall we say, promiscuous, and maybe they get into these er- extramarital affairs that we hear more about. So why? I, I just feel like the organization is coming down heavier on the coach than they would say if it was. Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, somebody like that. And they should. They absolutely should. In my opinion, they absolutely 100% should. There is a difference between players and coaches. Players are not in positions of power. They are not executives. Coaches are. Coaches are executives that have people underneath them for jobs for a living. Players don't have that. They don't. But couldn't you say that players would also be abusing their power if something like that happened? If players were abusing their power in what way? Well, I, I you know, coer- I mean, it, coercing this is into a consensual. A this is a this was a consensual relationship, right? But I, I guess it just the 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 perception to me, and I. But I, this was a consent. We got We got to leave that. That's the context matters. Absolutely. If 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 Yudoka was abusing this, like. Held his position of power over this woman and was forcing her into this relationship. It then would be different. Then he deserves to be um, fired and prosecuted because that's just—I mean, come on—that's criminal. Mm-hmm. That's criminal. But we unfortunately we hear about that all the time, and it, it sucks because we everything is always going to be until this. I feel until this woman comes out and she says it was consensual, like everything that he can put out there is going to automatically paint him in a bad light until she comes out and says it was consensual. Cause, cause he can say that. All I think, he wants. I think he's going to be in a bad light regardless, because I think that in society, we just, we just know that we know this stuff happens 24 seven. Yes. And, 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 and let me be clear about all the this. time. Let me be clear about this. I am around executives, coaches, not just, in sports, but in also like people that work in corporations, CEOs, mm-hmm. stuff like that. This stuff happens a lot. It happens yeah. every single yeah. day. And and there's a lot that I will take to the grave. I am I, what people do with their business, that's their damn business. I am not TMZ guy on the radio that feels the need to out somebody or to, that ain't I, I'm not into doing any of that. That has nothing to do with me. Right. And yeah. I and I would and I would hope that people would afford me or treat me the same way. I'm not going to sit here like I'm some flawless individual, but my point is is that you can't look at players and coaches in the same. They're not in the same boat. I think, to me, the overarching story here is, and you mentioned it, the way that the Celtics are handling this. Why, more times than not, Henry, to me, I feel like organizations try and cover this up. They try and sweep it under the rug. Why are the Celtics just brazenly putting all of this out there in the sake of transparency? I don't know. For a guy that took you to the NBA Finals. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, don't know. They're causing themselves a lot of heartache, especially when they're not going to fire the guy. That, that to, to me, that's the point. I'm like, if you're not going to fire him, then just find them, suspend them, whatever you have to do, but you don't have to be super revealing. Hey, real quick, and I don't always agree with – it depends. Half the time I do, half the time I don't. But Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith, regardless of what you think of Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith has 
some spectacular sports takes, and then he has some sports takes where I'm like, dude, Stephen A., close your damn mouth. Uh, this was his message and what he had to say about what the Boston Celtics, how they went about it earlier today. I got a problem with you as an organization right now. Because if you're not going to fire him, why the hell do we even know about this story? Nobody's bringing that up. I'm going to bring it up. What the hell are you telling us for? I've been covering the NBA for over a quarter century. And I'm trying to tell you right now, I can't count the amount of fraternization mm-hmm. or dare I say more that goes on in practically every damn organization within the National Basketball Association, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the list goes on and on. People get together, they working together. That stuff happens all the time. Literally. Anybody that covers the professional sports will tell you that is not new. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm bringing that up is not to excuse anything. Because if you're talking about, especially especially if it involves married folks and stuff like that, nobody condoning none of this stuff. That's not where I'm going here. Mm -hmm. The issue that I have with the Boston Celtics is that if you're firing him, you wouldn't tell us why. So if you're going to retain him, why let us know now? Why I have a problem with an organization. This is not about what transpired on the basketball court. This is not basketball decisions. If the reports say it's two consenting adults, and no matter how unfavorable or egregious we may think their consensual behavior is, the fact of the matter is it's none of the public's damn business. I I have to agree with Stephen A. Smith here. I have to agree with Stephen A. Smith. And, and, and to me, ultimately, like um, our caller from St. Michael mentioned, look at their policy, whatever their rule is and their guidelines and, and how they go about their business, that's how about that's how they go about their business. But it's just, to me, I'm scratching my head because I'm like, if you're not going to fire the guy, then you should have probably went about this a little bit differently. All right, uh, maybe we'll get back to that here a little bit later in the show. But let's talk Timberwolves basketball and specifically the Anthony Edwards um, fine um, for the homophobic um, stuff that he had to say. What was it about a week and a half ago via social media on Instagram? We'll talk to Chris Hine. He covers the Timberwolves for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. We'll do that next after a, a look at weather coming up next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. You guys know that I have been, for the last couple of years, a fan, super supportive of the selection out of Georgia, Anthony Edwards, and he is an emerging NBA star. But Anthony Edwards, flat out, a couple of weeks ago, did something that was wrong. It was offensive. Um, and man, it, it, it totally caught me by surprise. Anthony Edwards, um, and it's, it's, it's just sad to think about because this guy has so many people that are big time fans of his, but he had a video, um, that I know was deleted, but once it's out there in the world, everybody's going to see it where he, he disparaged, um, people from the lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender community. That's what he did. 
and there were a group of men um, that he made some inappropriate homophobic comments about, and he should be a better human being than that. That's just me, in my opinion, about that. I know that he's that he's young in many people's eyes. He's 21 and all of that stuff, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, this was – I think that this is absolutely going to be a learning experience. And I said to myself, I want to check in and talk to somebody who I respect, who I feel like is a good friend of mine, and would have great perspective on this situation because he is an openly gay um, man that covers sports and does a damn good job. And his name is Christopher Hine. You hear him on the the show all the time from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, and he's joining us tonight here on the Lake Show, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. First off, Chris, thanks so much for being on the show tonight. No problem. Always a pleasure, Henry. Hey, so um, I read your article yesterday. Uh, in the uh, the title and the headline, it says Anthony Edwards' homophobic words demoralizing to LGBTQ Timberwolves fans. And I loved your piece. Um, it was real, it was raw, and it was fans, Timberwolves fans, speaking from the heart. So just kind of before we get into the piece specifically, I want you to tell me what was your what was your initial reaction, man, when this when all of this stuff started to to, to, to to pop up and we started hearing about this video and you saw what took place because I was I happened to be it was a Sunday afternoon and you know I love social media and Twitter and all that and then I, I look at on Twitter and I look at what's trending and I see Anthony Edwards name and I say to myself Anthony Edwards name trending right now cannot be a good thing either he's done something wrong or he's injured so what was your initial reaction? Yeah, so uh, somebody texted me the video um, same time Sunday afternoon. I was on vacation because I'm, I was you know trying to enjoy my last couple of weeks of freedom here before we really get rolling next week um, with training camp. And you know when sometimes when you're on vacation, you got to snap into work mode. <laughs> yep. If something uh, if something major uh, happens, then I would you know I would qualify this video as something uh, something major. Um, it was it was stunning you know i i was definitely surprised by the language used um you know it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of different emotions because you know you, you're a reporter you know in a situation like this first and foremost and and you have to try to report the story as best you can right and so that was that was part of it i had i had a 5 hour drive ahead of me <laughs> later that night so i had to, i had to do that to to get to my to get back home to my family in pennsylvania from where i was uh on vacation so i was trying to do that really quick so it was it was a very much a busy day for me um the, the day that it dropped but you know we were trying to cover it as well as we could and then you know from there on out it it, it becomes a question of you know how do you how do you kind of dissect the impact of this and how do you how do you go about that um, as a reporter and you know honestly it's it's gathering that that perspective of of people um you know so over the last week and a half or so i i thought it was you know important to get cheryl reeves uh, opinion on this um as somebody who is in that building a lot very well respected obviously for everything she's accomplished um and very open in her in her personal life and you know and she agreed to talk and it was a, a very candid conversation and i wrote that up last week um and then you know i really just wanted to try to let lgbtq timberwolves fans speak as well because i know what they might be feeling and i know that some of them 
might be, you know, frustrated by the lack of understanding um, on the part of other people on Twitter or social media or, you know, want to tell, you know, straight people or straight fans really how this makes them feel mm-hmm. and what, what, what you go through when you hear somebody who you might admire uh, use language like this. And, and it brings you back to a lot of, a lot of difficult moments in your life. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm very, I was very thankful that when I, when I kind of put out a call on Twitter, to like, you know, I said, if you're an LGBTQ fan of the Timberwolves or know somebody that is, please, you know, my DMs are open, please hit me up. And I was very surprised at <laughs> the number of people that responded. I had dozens and dozens of, of messages coming in um, of people wanting to, to share their opinions and thoughts and people who, who have, you know, some of them season ticket holders. Some of them uh, go to, you know, 20 games a year. Some of them go to five to 10 games a year. Some of them live overseas. Um, and one of them that I quoted, you know, lives in England and he became a fan specifically because of Anthony Edwards. Hmm. Um, you know, so it, 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 a wide range of people and responses that just, you know, and, and I wanted that connection too. I wanted it just, I wanted it to be people who followed Ant, that knew who he was and not just people that just follow sports in general. I wanted people that maybe had this connection to Ant. Um, that that many Timberwolves fans have developed over the last two years, and and I, you know, I'm very thankful that a lot of people were willing to sh- not only share their emotions and experiences, but also put their name next to it in a newspaper like that. Yeah. So I was very thankful for that. Talking to Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, he covers the Minnesota Timberwolves here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. And you know, I, I feel like. Us and the jobs that we have, Chris, we're very blessed. But at the same time, we have to be professionals. And what I mean by that is that when you look at at, at situations across the board in sports, like we have a little bit of fan in us. We develop relationships with players, with coaches, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we have a job to do, right? We got to talk about it. Yep. I, that's why I never get too cozy with guys. And that's why I tell people all the time, you, no. you, I, I – they're not like my close personal friends. You know, I'll see a guy, I'll acknowledge a guy, I'll be happy for a guy. I'd say congratulations yesterday. I happened to um, see um, Jordan McLaughlin and his wife in Costco. And I say, man, congratulations yeah. on, on, on getting married this summer. And all. But at the end of the day, man, like we have a job to do and, and, and they have a job to do as well. So I never get too cozy about it. We just got to keep it real and talk about what we see both on and off the court. Um, I, I love your piece. What would you say is the overwhelming and prevailing um, sentiment that you got from folks that you talked to for your piece yesterday from the community? Very much. If I had to kind of boil it down to a couple things, um, I would say one range of emotions from disappointment to anger. Um, Two, and I think this is an important point to think about going forward and and an important point for people that, you know, claim that, you know, people want to cancel Anthony Edwards. I think that there is a willingness to let see if he takes the right steps and is sincere in any apology he may issue at media day on Monday. Um, and, you know, to repair the damage done to, to kind of get back in, in people's good graces, you know? Yeah. I, I think that that sentiment very much exists. Um, and so, 
that's going to be important to watch moving forward here. Um, yes, he has apologized via Twitter. That is not that the other sentiment that I've heard. That is not suitable enough. A Twitter apology that he may or may not have crafted himself um, is not suitable. But people want to see him speak in front of a camera yep. um, and, and and see how he truly feels. Read the read his tone of voice. Read his body language. Because we know we you know how genuine and and sincere Ant can come across in press conference settings. It's part of why you want to feel it's, it's real. Part of why fans have drawn to him? Yeah, it's part of why fans are drawn to him. So I think I think a lot of fans of his and of the team that that follow this and follow him want to see that in front of a camera, um, and that's the first step. Then there's you know other steps beyond that, such as. You know, being empathetic, maybe listening to people within and outside the organization, working with LGBTQ groups. I thought a really good uh, suggestion from somebody, uh, and Kobe Bryant did this after he uh, used an anti-gay slur once upon a time. But, you know, Kobe Bryant started using his social media to call out homophobic language. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought that was a that's a really good suggestion, something that you could easily do to to create a more welcoming atmosphere uh, for LGBTQ fans in the NBA. Um, so, you know, I, it's it doesn't have to be these big things, but it can be something as, as simple as that. Yep. And using the same platform that you use to demean the LGBTQ community to uplift that community. No question about it. I, I'm, I'm in closing. I'm going to make a comment. It's not even a question. I'm going to make a comment, and I just want you to react to my comment and just give me your thoughts on, on what I have to say. But this is, this, this is what I feel. I feel mm-hmm. that right now we need to start addressing more um, homophobia in professional sports. It's just and, – and, and it's, it's, it's not an isolated thing with just Anthony Edwards. It is something across the board that, to me, has not resolved itself. It hasn't gone away. Do you think that I'm that I'm correct on that, or do you think that I'm overboard with it? Yeah, I think I think. Look, we've made some some important progress. There's been there's been some important progress made in, in the last few years. You know, we have currently have a an openly gay NFL player and I never thought <laughs> I never thought we would see the day where, where that where that happens. Somebody yep. who's actively playing in the NFL and is gay. Yep. Like that's that's a great thing. You know, that's that's phenomenal, right? Yep. Um I think I think where I think where a lot of a lot of fans have issues is is, is sometimes in the dialogue around around things like you know you could just look at some of the dialogue on social media about this video and you could see how toxic it is you, yep. you just go to the replies on twitter or the comment sections or what have you and you see the, the kind of prevailing attitudes that that exist out there on social media um i think that is a huge problem for for people that are on social media and consume this kind of stuff to have to to see that those, those kind of attitudes and that sort of ignorance and, and misunderstanding, not even misunderstanding, but it's more ignorance. It's not, it's a willingness to not want to understand where other people are coming from. So that's what, you know, and I don't know what the answer is to that. You know, people online are going to be people online no matter what. Um, as for, you know, the, the leagues and the, and the, the, the players and teams themselves, um, you know, I, I think we, we generally have moved in a good direction over the last decade or so. Um, but you know, listen, it's, it's like any place else. You never know in in a workplace or wherever what people are really thinking or how they feel if you, if you're gay and you don't yep. know 
if you're going to be, every situation is different and you don't know if you, if you'd be able to live openly, um, you know, as yourself. And that still very much exists for a lot of people. I'm with you, man. Hey, Chris, I appreciate the time tonight, man. And I look forward to seeing you next week. I'll see you on Monday at the uh, media day. I'll yep. be brought, I'll be broadcasting from noon until three. See you. See you Monday. We are, we are in it now. We're back at <laughs> it, man. Vacation's over. We yeah. Yeah, Vacation's <laughs> over. We are back at it. All right. That's Christopher Hine joining us from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We're going to talk St. Paul Saints baseball. Derek Shearer, the uh, Saints GM. We'll talk to him next. Ah, man, we've been doing a lot here this opening hour. Thanks again to Christopher Hine for the Minneapolis Star Tribune covering the Timberwolves. I'll see him Monday at Media Day broadcasting live. I'll be in for Chad Hartman from noon until 3, but joining us now to talk St. Paul Saints is the GM, Derek Chair. He's uh, joining us here on the Lake Show. Derek, always a pleasure. How you doing? Doing well, Henry. How are you? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing awesome. I'm a, I'm a little bit sad that summer is leaving us. I know that people are all in their feelings about football, and, man, it's fall, <laughs> and we're getting ready for uh, I, I like it. I like it 90s and hot. But nonetheless, you know, I, I love the fact that we have the four seasons here in Minnesota, so this is part of the bit. But um, happy to have you back on the show. Look, let's let's be clear here. We're um, coming up on the last homestand of the season. So, tell me a little bit about uh, how you guys are going to finish off the season here. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. I mean, you're you're right. We're wrapping up the longest season in, in AAA baseball history. It uh, minor league affiliated minor league baseball used to wrap their season up right after Labor Day, but uh, for the last two years, working with Major League Baseball, the minor leagues have expanded, especially AAA, have expanded their season all the way through the end of uh, the end of September. So it, longest season we've ever played, and uh, and we're coming down to the wire here with our, our final three games, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll have some, uh, some fun promotions, some fun baseball, and hopefully some beautiful fall weather. I, I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. Now, let, let me ask you this. What, what have you learned maybe in, the, in terms of with St. Paul Saints baseball being in your second year as being the Twins AAA affiliate? Uh, it's it's been so incredible, Henry. I mean, it's the, the opportunity to 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 be able to do what we've always done. You know, make people smile, make people laugh, uh, affordable family entertainment, all the things that have been important to us since 1993. But to be able to do it um, with some of the top prospects in in all of minor league baseball playing between those white lines, both on the Saints and on the visiting teams, has been absolutely incredible. I mean, you, you look at the Twins roster. Uh, this year, that, that lineup this year, it's included guys who had huge impacts on the Saints lineup last year, Jose Miranda uh, being one, D. Gordon being another one. Um, it, it's been awesome to be able to – or Nick Gordon, sorry, I got my, got my Gordon brothers mixed up there. <laughs> it's all uh, good. But, uh, but being able to see those guys put on the Twins uniform, and even this year, so much movement. Jake Cave was – a stalwart in our lineup for, for a couple of months there, middle of the season, just tearing up AAA pitching. And now he's been up there in the big leagues. And then to see a, a, a local prospect, two local prospects, Matt Walner um, out of Forest Lake and then Louis Varland out of uh, North St. Paul making it to the major leagues probably a little bit earlier than they expected to, but having an impact. It's, it's just awesome to be able to do what we do um, historically with the Saints, but also do it with that kind of talent on the field. 
You know, what? what is it like when you have um, a Twins player, a known player that's rehabbing and then coming back with the Saints? I mean, do, do you guys get a, like a little bit of a boost in attendance with all of that? It's fun. There's there's a different buzz in the in the in the ballpark, no question. Now, I, I guess the difference between us and maybe a, a, a team in Des Moines, Iowa, or uh, Scranton, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, you know, in this market, our fans have a chance to go see those guys at Target Field. They can see those guys at CHS. So maybe it's it's not as big of of a unique opportunity as it is in some of those more traditional minor league markets. But but there's no question there's still a buzz buzz when it happens. We had Byron Buxton for several games last year, and he just tore it up for the fans in close proximity. I think that's probably the biggest um, advantage to it and the, and the most fun and unique opportunity is how close they are. I mean, Target Field's amazing, and, and the fans are close to the action, but it's still different than a than a 7,000-seat ballpark. We had Miguel, Miguel Sano um, for a couple of weeks this summer, and, and Miguel was as good as any player on our team at, at hanging out with the fans before and after the game, signing off autographs, just laughing and joking with fans in the stands and, and really kind of providing that access that they don't always get. Well, I'll say this in closing, Derek. Uh, look, we're up against the clock here with the season ending and with the Twins being back in town. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it out over there for an entire game, but this is what I'm going to effort to do. I'm going to tell you this right now. Monday, the Twins have off, but I still have a show to do. You guys play Omaha um, on yeah. on Monday. If I can bust it out of here at 9 o'clock and get over there to get into the, in the, into the stadium – uh, to meet you, I'd love to do it because I'm headed to Kansas City next weekend, and I just want to just puff my chest out in front of my Kansas City friends and, and, and folks and stuff and be like, hey, you know what? We just beat Omaha the last couple of days. Awesome. It would be great to see it. Now, here's the thing. Full disclosure, uh-huh. I don't know if I have, I'll have that number 73 jersey ready. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I just need it, to it's go. On its way. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Hey, Derek, man, you're the best. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for having me, Henry. All right, take care. That's Derek Sheriff, St. Paul Saints GM. Let's beat Omaha. We got to get that done. All right, uh, Chuck Foreman, we'll talk to him about the Minnesota Vikings, his take on what took place on Monday, and what does he think happens this coming Sunday. we get to that next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.